Hello and welcome to Canada Reads American Style. I'm Shauna. And I'm Rebecca. We are so excited to have Canada Reads 2021 defender, Roger Mooking, who, as you know, is a noted chef, restaurateur, television host, author, and award-winning recording artist. Artist, Welcome, Roger. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I've never done, uh, had a lot of American-style stuff, but not American-style Canada Reads. <laughs> <laughs> we you make it you make your way around the US so we really appreciate that so maybe there's a little bit of a vibe here so that's a good thing so well we're going to jump right into it because we would like you to tell us what book you are defending and why you selected that title over other options you may have considered uh, I'm championing a book called Butter Honey Pig Bread the author's name is Francesca Equayasi um, I'm picking this book because, frankly, it's one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life. Um, I read many books leading up to this. I've read all of the books that are on the shortlist for Canada Reads. And I feel with utmost confidence that, again, I just it's one of the best books I've read in my entire life. It just encompasses humanity, uh, trauma, healing love, compassion, trauma, once again, in the deepest, most powerful, humane, sensual, poetic, magnificent way. It's it's very special body of work. Wow. Yeah, I'm only, I was telling you before, I'm only about a quarter of the way through, but I, I it is, it's, I can already, you can tell right away when something's going to be a really good, great read, and uh, it, it jumps out at you right from the beginning, so I appreciate that. Now, what do you normally like to read? Are there any specific genres, and are is there anything that you just go, I don't really want to read that? That's interesting. I mean, I'm very curious, right? So I will dive into all types of things. I love to read biographies autobiographies. Um, I'm interested in Einstein. So I'll read Einstein. I'll, I've read, you know, I love Helter Skelter. Um, I've read, you know, things with vastly different opposing thoughts than I have, like Mein Kampf, just to understand, like, what is that mindset? What what does that take to, to get to that space? What is the driving force of that? You know, the art of war says, you need to understand your co your competition and your terrain, right? <laughs> so, so I look at it and I, so I have a broad range of things. You know, obviously, I, I kind of mostly actually from food books and recipe books. I skim recipe books mostly for the pictures, and I skim the recipes, um, and I kind of look at it and I go, okay, well, I can do that. You know, look at my bookshelf right now. There's a whole bunch of books in Chinese. I cannot read them. Like. <laughs> I can't read them. I don't, I don't know what, what it's telling me to do, but I could piece together like what's happening by the step-by-step -step instruction. Um, and there's a lot of magic in, in just using a, um, books as, as, a, as a resource, you know, a tool to kind of load the brain with information, you know, it's artillery, you know, and um, I just think it makes for a nimble mind. And if your mind is, is adaptable and diverse, um, that diversity and that adaptability, adaptability will help you in your life in myriads of ways that you can never even imagine. 
Okay, we're librarians and you just said you just said a mouthful that we love and you said it better probably than we ever have. So thank you for that. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> no, I'm glad to be talking to librarians, you know. Y'all yeah. hold it down. Y'all hold down the community. People don't understand the magic that librarians do every day and the little things. They think they're just organizing books, you know, like buy a book and organize a book, but you do so much. You're curating the minds of the, the kids. You're curating for the community. People have questions and they'll be surprised when you ask a question of a librarian, how much information is in the mind of the librarian? Because then it's not throwing books on the shelf. You've actually, you're consuming many of those books and you got a lot of knowledge in your brain, you know? So I love librarians. Okay, well, we love you. Thank you so much. No one has ever given us this much credit. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah, please. Thank you. So, it's like it's like pharmacists, right? It's like people go to the pharmacist and they think the pharmacist is just counting pills and like anybody can count the pills. But the pharmacist is a medical specialist, right? They know what your doctor knows and that's something. <laughs> exactly. So what made you select butter honey pig bread over other options that for you to defend? Uh, well, there's a few things, you know, um, as a person of color coming up in the arts my entire life, um, I know how challenging it is. And I, I've come up in a time in the arts, I've been doing arts entertainment for 30 years now, right? And I tell you the landscape for artists and people of color in the last two years <laughs> alone, is dramatically different than it was 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years ago. I've lived it. I will guarantee it to you, okay? So, but still, as I was looking to champion a book, I am a champion of the underdog. I will always champion the underdog. So as I kind of sought out books, I was like, out of curiosity, let me see if I could find a black author that I'm really passionate about, right? And as I started to seek out that, I realized it was really hard to find a black author, period. <laughs> Full stop, I'll just stop there, right? Publishing houses just simply have a difficult time representing the, 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 relative to the population, the author base. It just is blindingly obvious. So I said, yo, once I really discovered that, I mean, I knew that, right? In my heart, I knew that. But when I started seeking it, I was like, okay, well, I, I need to do my part to contribute to that problem. And if I'm going to champion something, I'm going to make sure I'm a champion. Not only what I believe is one of the best books I've read in my entire life, Bar none first, that is of the utmost importance. That is the first criteria. But if I can also compound that by championing, championing the underdog, no brainer. It's absolute no brainer. Um, and even to have her on the list represented with her voice and all of the beauty that she has to offer to the world. I've spoken to her. She's a beautiful, beautiful, warm generous, kind soul, this beautiful human being, right? Um, warm and so just effervescent, right? Um, 
And in talking to her, I realized she, this is going to be easy for me to champion her because I'm going to fight for her. You know, not only is she the underdog, but she's facing a mountain. And, you know, every mountain climber has a good Sherpa. So I'm going to be the Sherpa. Oh. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. So uh, have you developed a strategy for the uh, competition? Because some people go into it, I think, with no strategy and some go in with a strong strategy. My strategy going in is first, be passionate. People will bend to passionate people. People love to be around passionate people. So first, be passionate. How do I do that in reverse? So first, I need to be passionate about something. So the selection process was critical to that. I needed to know that if I'm going to stand behind something, I really, truly, honestly believe that it is the best of the best. Compound that with my desire to really champion an underdog. My strategy is just pure blinding passion. That's all I do in life. I only do what I really love. I only do what I'm truly passionate about. And I only do what I feel will contribute to original ideas on earth for humanity. <laughs> right. You know, but I have to say, because you have such an eclectic background, I think that stands out. I mean, that's really, it shows in everything that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, I'm like this multidisciplinary person. You know, um, but really it all falls under the, uh, the premise of art and entertainment. It's all I do is art and entertainment. I spent my whole life creating art and some of it is entertaining, right? Or experiences that are entertaining that have an artful twist to it, right? Yeah. So that's all I know. I'm just, you know, I'm also fortunate that I'm left and right brain. So I'm able to be this art entertainment person, but I can also organize it enough to make it uh, viable commercially, right? Yeah. Uh, I've done that for 30 years and that's what I know. So, you know, I've always just leaned on, just do what you, your heart tells you, you know, your gut, your gut is the, is the best mind. That's so cool. Now, even though we know, you know, you haven't gone through the competition yet, um, do you have any notable friends who you would like to see as future Canada Reads defenders or any enemies you'd like to make go through the process? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, any noteworthy friends? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Canada Reads is kind of thing they call you, you know what I mean? So um, let them, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think about it that much, to be honest. So I just hope that people who are asked to do it are just equally as passionate as previous participants have been. Um, and that, and that legacy continues. Cause I mean, the, in essence, it, it sounds really cheesy to say, but every author who's listed on this Canada reads, they're already one, they, they're already one. Their lives will be changed likely forever. Um, their opportunities will likely be changed forever. Um, and we're able to showcase their craftspersonship in all of its mastery, right? So everybody really is coming out winning. And uh, I don't, I'm not even sure if there's an advantage to actually winning other than bragging rights of winning um, and being able to hold that totem, you know? So uh, 
Um, I, don't, I don't really think about that. I don't really think about that. Yeah. This, like I, it's long beyond me. So I don't think it's about me imposing that, you know? Yeah. I think it's true, though, that uh, the five books that are on the short list, I mean, we all go back and look at the five and everybody goes back and reads the, the top five that were selected and everything. So, yeah, I mean, they have such a long legacy beyond the competition as well. So. Roger, I would like to ask a little bit of the behind the scenes in regards to like the photos for Canada Reads. I have noticed that they all have a very similar way that they're taken. They're either with a white backdrop or you're holding the books in certain ways. Could you explain a little bit about how they are doing that photography with you guys or, or how it's well, set up? Well, it's interestingly enough, normally I believe that it's an in-studio shoot with the photographer, right? But because we're in COVID times, I always think it's funny to say COVID times. Like, I wonder if people said Spanish flu times. Like, anyways, we're in COVID times. Um, we were enlisted to take our own photography. So, you know, they said, you know, neutral background and just hold the book and be casual and comfortable, right? <laughs> Um, so interestingly enough, my daughter is 13 years old. She's very interested in photography. She took my photo for Canada Reads. So she's, you know, she's been published for on CBC and disseminated nationally for a photograph that she took of her dad. Like, it's awesome, you know, so, support, supporting artists from young. That's what we do. <laughs> that is, that's a, that's awesome that she had that opportunity. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Got a few little things like that in, in these times, you know. So it's, it's been yeah. cool, it's been fun. Yeah. Well, so I think we have our kind of our final question, but um, I wanted to know since you're an award-winning musician and author, is there another book, fiction or nonfiction, in your future? Maybe a memoir or something. Anything that you've kind of kicked around the idea of doing your own another book, but not a cookbook, but more, whether fiction or nonfiction. Why do you ask that? Because I think you are such a creative person when you, I mean, the fact that you're a musician, that you produce music or you create music, I just feel like people who do music, I don't think it's a huge leap for them. And, and you've done a cookbook. So I don't think it's a huge leap to think that you might have more that you want to communicate, but maybe in a different way, because you do have a very creative, eclectic background. So that's why I feel like there's a book in you. Hmm. Very interesting you say that, you know, you're the third person this week who has asked me that. And I've been doing this, like I said, 30 years. Not one person has asked me that ever in 30 years. Three this week alone have asked me that, right? And I don't, I'm not one to like talk about what I'm doing until it's done and you see it, right? I, I, I just, I, I believe in the combustion combustion of ideas, right? Um, perhaps there is. It's certainly something that I've maybe considered in, over the years. Um, but I tell you, I always say writing an album is like climbing a mountain. Every time I start an album, I'm wildly passionate about it. I'm inspired. I don't start until I'm inspired. All of that, right? But as I'm making the album, it's like climbing Kilimanjaro. It is 
just such a daunting task. The music, making it visual, the instrumentation, the lyrics, the delivery, the performances of every instrument, the voice, um, crafting the stories, the pacing, the space, letting it breathe, tension and release, the production, the mixing, the mastering, the artwork. Like, it just is, it really, and I've done it so many times. And every time it's like, okay, we're gonna climb this mountain again. Cause, but, so I have to be inspired to start cause it's so daunting. Now, whereas the notion of making an album, something I've done many times still feels like Kilimanjaro. You know, I said this to someone the other day, the idea of writing a book feels like climbing a stairway to the cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> It just is such a daunting task. You know, there's such, and I lean on, there's such a vast history of music as well. And I'm very cognizant when making an album that whether people hear or care about it or not, I'm going in with the mindset that this body of work will contribute to the history of music, right? Like in some way, it's going to add, add a layer to that or contribute to the story that's happening in this time or that time of my life, right? And there's such a long trajectory of that with music, of course. And there's an equally long, vast trajectory of the written word. Now, what I find particularly intimidating about the written word and with music, but maybe I'm just more familiar with music, is, you know, in English, there's only 26 letters in the alphabet. There's an infinite, infinite, Infinitesimal combination of those letters that form words. There's an even more infinite combination to create sentences. There's even a more infinite combination to make paragraphs and then chapters and then chapters upon chapters and then a complete body of work. And then to make that meaningful, powerful, tell a story, craft an image, make it visual, meaningful characters, emotionally connected to huma humans when they read it, keeping them engaged, pacing, the use of consonants and vowels, how they fall out the mouth. Like it's just, it's just and it's, it's such a simple medium. It's such a simple medium. You know, I can, I can hide behind a, a slightly off note in music, with a good bass line <laughs> or a guitar line that maybe covers that word, right? The bare word on the page is just so revealing. It is so frightening. <laughs> and although I think I've considered this, um, and you, like I said, your third person asked me this week, it just, it feels like I'm, stairways to the cosmos but you know maybe sometimes you need to go to the cosmos right let's see but have you ever not accepted a challenge because i you strike me as somebody because you again have had such an amazing background that you took on a challenge and you took it where you wanted to take it and that's why i just feel like um that i just don't i don't know so we'll see i guess right well, we'll see I guess. Thing what point out is that you know you've read so many biographies i feel like you already have started the research for this 
<laughs> I don't know. I feel in the biography is a little bit narcissistic. I'm not. I'm not sure I'm that narcissistic. <laughs> Although you can argue that making an album is the absolute most narcissistic endeavor ever. <laughs> so there's that. But um, I don't know. We see. Maybe. Maybe one day. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I've started writing something and nobody knows. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, we we just want to say that if you ever do publish a book, we would love to have you come back and talk with us about your book because we specialize in Canadian authors. So we would love to have you come back and chat with us. But Roger, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really wish you the best in the competition. We are so passionate about Canada Reads. It's as Americans, especially, we love competition, but to have the competition with books, we love it. And we wish you great success. We hope you win. So where are you based and what, what kind of books interest you both? Well, we're in Michigan. So we're about an hour from the border uh, where we're at. And um, I, well, I just want to say that I love, I love realistic fiction. So that's why I think, honey, Butter, Honey, Pig Bread appeals to me right off the bat because I love kind of realistic fiction. Um, I'm not, I don't like romances. So anything that has romance in it, I I mean, if it's a romance, I don't read. Sean, yeah. I'll, I'll let you say what you like. Oh, well, I have to say that historical romance is my favorite genre. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. But I read, I read a very wide selection of, of things. But we've been, we've been introduced over the last few years to so many great Canadian authors. And so that's another thing we love. Um, every time we uh, interview, and we've interviewed quite a few Canadian authors at this point, if we get a copy of their book, we actually bought, purchase it for our library or they donate it to us and we give it, put it in our library. So we're trying to expand Canadian literature across the border, at least in Michigan. So we're really happy to do that. Thank you for that. We, we appreciate that as Canadians. Thank you for supporting. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, good luck. As we said, we'll talk to you hopefully in the near future. Fantastic. You all have a great evening. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Take care.